Hi, listeners. Dr. Amy Horneman here, aka The Thyroid Fixer and host of The Thyroid Fixer podcast. I'm here to tell you about my experience working with Rachel Varga one-on-one with my skin. I am a self-proclaimed anti-aging skincare addict, and I have spent thousands of dollars on the wrong skincare, always falling prey to those ads that promise to reduce your wrinkles and smooth your fine lines. Working with Rachel, I'm telling you, she is a guide. She takes your hand. She personalizes your entire skincare regimen, really looking at your skin and how it is and what your goals are. She listens to you. And that's the most important part of this journey. It's unlike anything I have ever experienced. In fact, there's nothing out there like it. Rachel is an angel in this world. She will absolutely transform your skin You will reach your goals of skincare, whether it's reducing wrinkles or clearing up acne or just looking good on camera. That's what I need. So head over to rachelvarga.ca and book your one-on-one consult with her. You will not regret it. It will be the best thing that you do for your skin. Welcome to the Rachel Varga podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Varga, double board certified aesthetic nurse specialist since 2011 with over 20,000 rejuvenation procedures performed. I'm an international clinical trainer for other physicians and nurses as well, celebrity skin expert, having been featured on some of the world's top proactive aging podcasts and much, much more. Learn more at rachelvarga.ca and enjoy today's episode. Welcome everyone to the Rachel Varga podcast. It's great to have you joining me here today. And in today's episode, we are going to learn how we can better navigate these crazy times in the world. A lot of us are kind of cruising in survival mode. And unfortunately, that will age us if we're not careful about how we move through this time in human human evolution and history. So we're going to be talking about how biohacking and healthy living practices can assist us in staying balanced. And thank you so much for joining me here on the Rachel Varga podcast. Be sure to subscribe here on YouTube, like this episode, share this episode with a friend and many blessings to you and your loved ones. If you haven't heard me mention this, I will be closing down my social media accounts at the end of the week. So make sure that you also subscribe on the audio podcast versions on your favorite podcasting platform. And make sure you register for my newsletter at rachelvarga.ca, where I will be sharing with you my live streaming schedule and exactly when new episodes are uploaded. So let me tell you a little bit about today's guest. We have Taylor Morgan joining us today. He is a Marine Corps veteran holistic lifestyle specialist and founder of the Captain's Lifestyle Program, where he helps impact-driven entrepreneurs achieve optimal work-life balance while accelerating their personal and professional growth by maximizing their health, productivity, and masculine energy. I love diving into how we can integrate both healthy feminine and masculine energetic aspects of ourselves to bring forth a higher level of radiance. Because as a woman, if I'm constantly cruising in that high beta state, go, 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 get stuff done, that's super masculine. And unfortunately, that is going to age us faster. So we're going to be talking a little bit about that. 
Taylor has also spent the last eight years studying holistic health and has influenced over 60,000 people to optimize their lifestyle. His work has been featured internationally in multiple health and business-related publications, podcasts, and even on live news. Last year, Taylor was voted Influencer of the Year by Bioptimizers, a million-dollar health optimization brand. And that's actually how I heard of Taylor was through the Bioptimizers community. And right after this, we're actually going to be going live with Wade Lightheart, the CEO of Bioptimizer. So how's that for some pretty cool timing? I love it when that stuff works out. Welcome, Taylor Morgan. It's great to have you on the show today. How are you? Rachel, I am fantastic. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's great. I've had a number of military men on the show here before. we had the everyday spy on here, Andrew Bustamante. He's really cool. And I, uh, if you are new to the show, I do have a number of family members in the military and almost signed up myself, actually. I had all my paperwork done because I'm a nurse. I would have been able to scoot in, uh, actually, and become an officer right away. But that was not my path for whatever reason. But I'm always fascinated how we can utilize these different types of military tactics slash biohacking to cruise through interesting times in our lives and keep our head on straight and stay resilient, stay strong, stay healthy so that we can care for ourselves and also care for others. So I saw on your social media the other day, you were outside barefoot grounding. I love that you do grounding practices as well. But right now, if you are open to sharing what you're personally doing in your life right now, but how are you staying grounded right now? Yeah. Well, being physically grounded to mother nature, right. As that post uh, that you saw. So right now, currently I'm in Austin, Texas, and it was freezing that day that uh, I went out there. It was like, I don't know, 28 degrees, I think. Um, But I had just gotten off a plane. So it's like, that's the most disconnected you can be in a metal tube, 30,000 feet uh, above the earth with everybody trying to find their weak Wi-Fi signals and cell phone signals and everybody connected to Bluetooth. And uh, so, yeah, it's like it after that, especially it's really important to get grounded, to connect to the earth. And so after my workout, went outside, got barefoot, doesn't matter that it's cold, still got to connect. Uh, in the morning, especially because then you get the morning sunlight. Uh, and yeah, I love being grounded. I love being out in nature, just this sense of calm and peace and beauty that comes with that um, is, is wonderful. And like I, meant, I told you before we started recording, I'm in Austin right now. And unfortunately, there's a ton of trash here. It seems that people do not care or are oblivious to the problem of plastic pollution and, you know, not taking care of our earth and they are clearly not grounded. They are still in the matrix. So. Well, I look forward to quote unquote exiting the matrix at the end of this week, but I am going to miss being able to connect with individuals like yourself and, and lots of clients that I met on social, but now is the time we really need to rein in 
and be a little bit more hyper-focused with our energy and how we're choosing to navigate this crazy ride of being a human right now. I'm curious because the concept of grounding can be sometimes made fun of a little bit. So do your guy friends ever give you a little bit of flack for grounding when you're talking about like EMFs and unplugging? Super curious. Yes, absolutely. And I don't care. <laughs> uh, I have... I have given up, you know, caring about other people's opinions, whatever they have to say, it, it doesn't matter. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm doing me, I believe in what I'm doing. A lot of most of my, you know, original guy friends are still sort of in the matrix, you know, they, they still, um, well, my closest friends are starting to catch on because, you know, when we hang out, they start to hear me talk about these things and it's the same things over and over and they see that I'm doing well and they're like, huh, well, maybe there's something to that. So now they're starting to ask me questions about it. Uh, but yeah, I always get made fun of when I wear like my blue light blocking glasses and, um, you know, taking all these supplements and, you know, going outside barefoot and watching the sunrise. So like, yeah, I get made fun of. and. I don't care. I love it. Yeah, it's interesting because I think that those types of things are sort of like a little bit woo, not in this community. I mean, y'all are pretty used to be talking about spirituality and, gen and energy and stuff like that. So it can maybe be seen as like super feminine to do that. But at this, at, but it's actually not. And right now I'm writing a research paper on EMFs and you know, mother and babe development. And what I'm digging into is how EMF exposure actually reduces blood flow to the periphery of the skin, aka the face, right? So it's not too much of a stretch. And I'll be publishing this paper, you can find it at rachelvarga.ca forward slash research. That's where I house uh, all my papers. I'm literally writing four papers right now. But there's been this really crazy, cool history of understanding how we can assess grounding, using things like Kirlian photography, using things like GSV technology, like with the BioWell. And actually, I saw in some of your posts, you wear the lambs beanies as well. I just recently did an episode on that. Uh, get lambs, use promo code Varga and save. Love their beanie, love their shirt, love their little cheeky briefs. They're actually really nicely fitting. I got some for my hubby and, and they look great on them. Um, but right now I'm also plugged into a grounding port using my no choice hoodie. All You can always find all my favorite biohacking stuff at rachelvarga.ca forward slash favorite. So I'm literally working inside and I am grounded because a lot of us are now inside right now. We don't always have the opportunity. A lot of us are living in quote unquote smart cities, which is terrible for us. We've been told to live inside. So there are some ways that we can kind of hack it by, I literally have a cable plugged into my hoodie, into the grounding port. So I'm grounded, centered, balanced, and aligned right now. And one of the reasons I wanted to ask you this, because I do know you do this, but I also, like, when I see you, I'm really drawn to certain men that display radiance. And you're going to have better skin. You're going to have more of that um, actually light coming off of your face and your hands and all that. When you are more grounded, when you do have better blood flow and your red blood cells aren't gluing and sticking to one another. So does the science of grounding, like when your guy friends ask you about it, are you able to kind of like pull some of that out of your back pocket? And then they're like, huh, maybe I can try it. Yeah, well, I, I tell them about 
the benefits of all the weird things that I do. Uh, and of course there's some skepticism there as there should be, right? You know, you shouldn't just believe anything you hear from anybody. You should, you know, do your own research, which is not Google. Don't, don't just Google it. That's not, you know, research. If anything, use DuckDuckGo. Um, so yeah, there's skepticism, but yeah, for like grounding specifically, I tell them that it reduces inflammation, reduces stress, and you just feel better. Like, just try it. Like, don't believe anything I say, just go try it and go do it and see how you feel after. And, um, you know, that's usually the best way of learning is to, to actually experience the thing for yourself. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I encourage anybody to do is if you're skeptical about something, try it. Like, Blue light blocking glasses. If you have trouble sleeping, put on those two hours before bed. So watch. You're not going to be able to watch TV for like three hours in bed. You're going to get tired because none of that blue light is entering your eyes. So just try these things. Yeah, absolutely. And the first night I slept in EMF protective clothing, I actually had a hundred, a hundred score on my eight sleep. And so it's really wise to start to track any type of biohacking or lifestyle modification that you're doing, either with the aura ring or the eight sleep, and also just monitoring your energy and fatigue levels. Yeah, you got your aura ring on as well. Join the club, right? It's like, this is how you recognize biohackers is yeah. by wearing like <laughs> interesting things. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the biggest thing with being grounded, the biggest impact I get is a greater sense of sovereignty, better sleep and less fatigue and just like feeling quite a bit more clear, grounded, centered, balanced, and aligned. So you get like all the, the physical benefits, but you'll also end up getting a lot of the esoteric metaphysical benefits because we're energetic beings before we were electromagnetic energetic beings, even before we are biochemical beings. And you mentioned something really interesting about plastics and plastics contain BPA, they're hormone disruptors, I've actually even seen BPA as an ingredient in a skincare product, believe it or not, which is just absolutely disgusting. So stick with me, I'll keep you on the straight and narrow. But I really like what you're doing. You're leading by example, your guy friends are starting to ask questions, your clients are like, okay, this guy, like, he's got a good look to him, he looks super healthy, he looks super fit, I want to know what you know, and so I just want to commend you because you are walking the walk and talking the talk. What are some of the ways that we can improve sleep quality? Like, how do you walk through this with your clients to help them look and feel their best and show up as their best version in life? Mm. First and foremost, watch the sunrise. Like, the, watching the sunrise, I believe, is one of, if not the highest ROI activities you can do for overall health, happiness, and productivity. Watching the sunrise is game changer because it shuts off your body's melatonin production. So it actually wakes you up better than coffee does because it shuts off the uh, melatonin production in the morning with a bright light and it resets it for that night, roughly like 14 to 16 hours after, um, after the light exposure. So not only does it wake you up in the morning, but it actually helps you sleep better in the evening, better quality sleep. Uh, sunlight also increases dopamine levels, uh, serotonin and oxytocin. So it helps you focus. It puts you in a better mood. It's, and that is like the thing. And 
in addition to watching the sunrise, like once you do that, you're going to feel more motivated, you're going to feel more alert, and then it's going to be much easier for you to, whatever it is, go into that workout, you know, you're going to be more motivated to make a healthy breakfast instead of, you know, chugging coffee and eating pastries, uh, you're going to want to sit down and journal or read or whatever it else it is that you do in the morning, just by practicing this one thing, watching the sunrise. And that leads into a productive day. As Tim Ferriss says, if you win the morning, you win the day. So if you start off doing something as, as beneficial as watching the sunrise, that leads in throughout the day. So uh, first and foremost would be to watch the sunrise for improving sleep quality. And then the inverse of that would be, as I already mentioned, blocking the blue light in the evening. So as much sun exposure as you can in the morning, and then as minimal, uh, not sun exposure, but artificial light exposure as you can in the evening. And, you know, we can get uh, get into the weeds on this stuff if you want, but for basic. Yeah, go for it. Okay. All right. How do you like to do it in the evening? Because I like to do it if I'm doing my cold therapy. And then I kind of like as the sun goes down, I sort of get distracted from the mm. cold. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So basically this, the sun, like get as much sun exposure as you can within reason. This is going to depend on your ethnicity, on where you are in the world, on what time of day it is, on um, what, like what time of the month it is. And like, there's all these different factors, right? Uh, a great app that you can get to check your specific like sun exposure is uh, D Minder, I believe. And so that can that can more accurately tell you based on where you are and um, like how much sun exposure you, you should get throughout the day, because we don't want to burn. And how you can prevent burning, this is going a little bit off topic from sleep, but how you can prevent burning is watching the sunrise without sunglasses so your body knows okay uh you know it's sunny and you produce melanin which i'm sure you're very familiar with and um then getting pockets of exposure throughout the day like 10 to 15 minutes throughout the afternoon without sunscreen without sunglasses again so your body gets acclimated to the sun one of the problems is um People spend all day inside and then they go out in the summer to the beach or whatever, and then they're just bombarded by all these UVA, UVB rays, and then they get sunburned because their bodies haven't acclimated to the amount of sun. They, their bodies hadn't produced enough melanin. Um, and so in the evening, watching the sunset is beneficial as well because you get the red and infrared rays from the sun, which can actually help heal sunburns as well. Uh, and to block the blue light in the evening, turn off all or dim at least any artificial lights. I use Iris on my computer, the software that you can, it turns your whole computer screen red in the evening. And I use health mode during the day to block a little bit of the blue light, uh, for lighting in the evening. I use Himalayan salt lamps and, uh, instead of, you know, any overhead lights and that creates a nice you know vibe in addition yeah and kind of a, a nice grounding effect as well and i also wear blue light blocking glasses um at least two hours before bed and then also there's this cool hack i'm sure you're you might have seen this if you triple click 
the phone turns the phone screen completely red. You can set that up as well, uh, especially if you don't have blue light blockers. Oh, that's awesome. I'm totally going to do that uh, triple thing on my phone. looks pretty cool. Actually, when I four by in the evening, because I, I usually do one or two off-grid days a week, I actually have some red lights even in my vehicle. <laughs> and it looks really cool. Like when I hop out and I check out the full moon or the stars, it's like glowing inside, mm-hmm. inside the car, which is kind of cool. And I know like in the military, the red lights absolutely everywhere. So we'll get into you know, how, you know, being a Marine um, has served you or maybe what you would do differently knowing what you know now about biohacking and health. We'll get there in a second. But yeah, I just want to reiterate, change out every single light bulb in your home. That's LED, the halogen. Halogen is going to give you more of that full spectrum of light. LEDs also kick off quite a bit more EMFs than, than halogen. But when you go to ask your electrician to change your lighting from LED to halogen, they will look at you sideways because it's not as efficient. It is more expensive, but your health is first and foremost. Love red light in the evening. I love the true light. I love the juve lights. Himalayan rock salts look super sexy in the evening. It's like setting the stage. I mean, who needs like mood lighting, lights and candles, Himalayan salts, red light, you're ready to rock and roll. And also the thing, you know, we're on our phones all the time, but the crazy thing is that your phones are making you sick. Like legitimately when I have my EMF reader, and I take my phone out of my no choice case, it goes like freaking to the highest setting. So you might think, oh, you know, I'm just cruising on my phone here, seeing what's, yeah, I have the same one, seeing what's going on. Yeah, you're pretty high because we're live streaming. Yeah. Um, yeah, actually, I mentioned in an audio only episode that I actually wrap my router with one of my lambs shirts to reduce the emission in my home. And it actually does work. It takes it down about two notches on my EMF reader. But don't think that your phone is a super benign tool uh, that's just taking your time and energy to scroll and see what's going on. Your technology is legitimately making you sicker. So when you're tuning into these episodes, download them, listen to them on your um, ear tube headsets, not an electrically wired headset, and keep your phone in airplane mode, turn off data, turn off Wi-Fi, turn off Bluetooth. That would be my recommendations for you to safely consume this type of content. Uh, so, so that might be a little bit more than what you <laughs> are doing right now uh, for you tuning in. But these are all just like little tips and tricks to help you become your most brightest, radiant, most beautiful and handsome versions for now and many more years to come. Because the guys, my gentleman clients always are concerned about hair loss, low brows, hooded eyelids, loss of a sharp jawline. And all of that, like textural issues, pigmentation issues, redness. So the more we can live better, let that do some of the heavy lifting. Then consult with me for, you know, skincare, at-home dermal rolling, at-home peels. Because guys don't like to always go into the clinic because it can kind of be like a little embarrassing for them. So being able to do a ton at home and have someone like me as your secret best friend in your back pocket when you have questions is very beneficial. All right. So as a, you know, a a past Marine veteran, what did you learn about surviving and thriving in that training and and when you were deployed and all that and knowing what you know now in regards to biohacking and healthy living, if you could travel backwards, time travel for a hot second, what would you do differently? Mm. 
Well, the real answer is I wouldn't do anything differently because I love where I am now and I wouldn't have gotten here had I not gone through everything I did in the past. So that's the real answer. But, you know, hypothetically speaking, if I could still be exactly where I am now and, you know, I could go back and change something, um, I probably wouldn't have joined the Marine Corps. I probably would have done, like, I probably would have tried to go Navy SEAL or, or something like that. Um, probably most definitely uh, I would have gone that route. Um, just because the Marine Corps was not what I expected, at least my experience, um, I was expecting the best of the best, which a lot of Marines, you know, can be, uh, but I, I didn't have that experience. Um, <laughs> I thought, you know, Marines were physically like they could do anything. They were, you know. They were like super soldiers, essentially. And uh, that's not, that was not my experience at all. Um, I was one of the most physically fit um, in my company. And not a lot of people really cared about staying fit. You know, sleep, <laughs> sleep was uh, messed up. My sleep was messed up included uh, at the time. Uh, nutrition was bad and leadership was bad as well. Um so yeah, going back, I would have done something completely different. In terms of what I learned about thriving, nothing. The Marine Corps teaches nothing about thriving. I don't know if any Marine is thriving, unfortunately. In terms of surviving, I mean, yeah, we learned a lot about surviving. You can survive a lot, a lot of things, and your body will give up or I'm sorry, your mind will give up before your body does. Your body is capable of handling immense amounts of stress and physical exertion. It's your mind that if you have a weak mind will, will give up. Um, so a lot of, you know, mental, mental toughness and pushing through physical and mental exhaustion, you know, times of lack of sleep where we still have to wake up and um, you know, go on these missions and the physical exhaustion that comes with that. Uh, so I would say one of the things that I took most from the Marine Corps was, was that, that once you are able to, as David Goggins says, callous your mind and create this strong mentality that, you know, whatever comes up, you're able to push through it. If you believe that you're able to, I would say that was, was one of the most beneficial things that I learned from my experience. Very cool. Uh, yeah, one of my one of my best friends has actually been deployed like four times in the Middle East, and you know, obviously, he's dealing with some PTSD. So, one of the things that you can glean from biohacking, and this kind of can relate into any type of work that you do, because any type of specific workplace is going to have its own unique stressors and demands community and all of that nuances, politics and, and stuff like that. And doing things like cold therapy really helps to actually when you do it, I saw you do a cold plunge, and you just went like right in head under the water, like immediately. And that's actually really hard to do. So I usually have to take like, you know, three to seven seconds for me to regulate my nervous system up to my um, neck. And then I'll go or to my shoulders and then I'll go a little bit deeper. Um, 
cold therapy is different for men and women. I find when I do a lot of it, it does actually impact my cycle. So if we're too hard on ourselves as women, so this is the difference between men and women here. Men can be in survival mode for a lot longer than women can because we can really only do it for a period until it starts to affect our cycles and our hormones because women simply aren't designed to undergo the same stressors as men does. And, you know, I don't have like a ton of feminists and stuff like that on the show here. It's like, we understand we're all beautifully and uniquely made. We all serve different purposes and can really support one another, but doing things like cold therapies, reducing inflammation through biohacking, healthy living practices, grounding is going to make your brain work better. So we've all gone through tra traumas in our lives and, and we need to do the work to go back into that trauma, feel into it and integrate it. That's shadow work so that it doesn't end up running the show subconsciously or unconsciously. A lot of us have gone through quite a bit over the last couple of years uh, in our own ways. So one of the things that you mentioned about uh, being in the Marine, you felt like you stood apart. And I think it's probably because of your body type compared to some of your um, other members in the Marines. So what type of body type do you have that actually puts you in a better position to, um, you know, thrive in that environment? Mm, I have no idea what, what body type I have. Like ectomorph, endomorph. Do you know? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I used, I've heard those terms, you know, back when I first started working out, you know, looking into bodybuilding, but yeah, I, I have no idea. I just brought it up on my DuckDuckGo browser. Love that you mentioned that. I've mentioned that a bunch of times here. Okay, so we have um, ectomorph, typically skinny, small frame, lean muscle mass, doesn't gain weight easily, fast metabolism, flat chest, small shoulders. Mesomorph. Me. Okay. That first one sounds like me. And then mesomorph, athletic and rect uh, rectangular shape, hard body, refined muscles, naturally strong, um, gains muscle easily, gains fat easier than ectomorphs, broad shoulders. And then there's endomorph, which is soft and round body, typically short and stocky, gains muscle easily, gains fat very easily, finds it hard to lose fat, slow metabolism, large shoulders. And then there's workout types, actually. And females have similar body types to this as well. Um, ectomorphs, like the more lean, um, sort of typically skinny, small frame, short and intense, focus on big muscle groups, eat before bed to prevent muscle catabolism. The mesomorph, with this, which is the athletic rectangular shape. I probably say you're more a mesomorph, to be honest. Uh, cardio and weight training responds better to weight training, watch calorie intake. And then for the endomorph, with just the soft and round body, they do well with always doing cardio training and weight training and to watch calorie intake. So you could just do a quick uh, search on DuckDuckGo as to like endomorph, ectomorph, know your body type. But yeah, I think that that's important. It's like know thyself in order to thrive and um, function as our best versions. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how much I, I. I do know how much I ascribe to that. I don't really ascribe to that. I think those body types, you know, maybe, you know, maybe that's how you're born. But ultimately, I believe you can become whatever it is you want to become. So naturally, I was, you know, before I 
started working out or really knowing my body or doing any of that. I was always very skinny um, and, you know, have a difficult time gaining weight. I have to truly commit to it. I have to force feed myself five, 6,000 calories a day. I have to train like crazy to build muscle. So it's very difficult for me to build muscle. Um, I, it's very difficult for me to, uh, gain fat. I've never been fat. Um, and so, yeah, in terms of body type, I, I don't think that matters as much, you know, once you know how to achieve whatever goal it is you want to achieve. So if you were naturally skinny like me, you can build muscle and you can become a bodybuilder if you want to. And, um, it just might be a little bit more difficult, you know, and same thing. If you were the the soft and round body type, that doesn't mean that, you know, you have to be soft and round. Like you do these lifestyle habits and you can look however you want for the most part, like obviously genetics are going to play a, a bit of a role into how big you can become without exogenous hormones and substances like that. Uh, obviously you, you can't necessarily control, um, your heights, like not everybody's going to be a basketball player. Not everybody's going to be a, you know, professional, uh, rugby player. So there's depends a little bit, but for the most part, you can get, you can get close to what you're looking for, regardless of body type. It's kind of like a trick question I was setting you up for <laughs> because one of my next questions for you is how do our language and beliefs influence our health? So you kind of hit the nail on the head. It's like, we're sort of programmed to believe, oh, someone says that this is what my body is. So now I need to do this, 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 this. That's not always the case. We really can rewire our physiology, our body, mind, spirit, energy to kind of whatever we want and to not be in that framework that we are limited by this, 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 this. That's like living in the matrix and living through the programs. And I'm noticing this right now. A lot of people are being very flippant with the type of language that they're using. And when they're complaining about the woes of the world, they're actually perpetuating the negativity and the woes of the world by not having more of a positive mindset. So in your opinion, how do our language and beliefs influence our health? It's everything, not just health, but your, your whole entire life. As Joe Dispenza says, your personality shapes your personal reality. So if you, if you view, like if you believe that your personal reality is like you're, you're playing the victim, you have this victim mentality and you believe everybody's out to get you and the world is a horrible place and all these horrible things are happening. That is because of your personality. That's what you believe. So you can change these things. You can, um, you know, identity plasticity, you can change the way that you see yourself and then in turn the way that you see your world. And that happens by changing your words. This is profoundly impactful. I've recorded a bunch of podcasts on this. And um, this seminar that I was just at last week, um, we talked about this as well. I went with a bunch of language people. And um, yeah, yeah, it's it's really everything. There's there's so many examples that we could, we could give. We could go deep into this, but uh, the two types of language are like conflict language and architect language. Conflict language is where most people, you know, living in the matrix, are 
that's how they're speaking in, in conflict language. And the three components of conflict language are soft talk, negations, and projections. So soft talk being things like, like, could, should, probably, I'll try, you know, I might, maybe, sometime, one day, things like that. These, um, these words that, you know, don't really hold any meaning. They, they let you off the hook for, for taking ownership. Uh, it's like, if, if somebody said to you, yeah, I, I might be able to pick you up at the airport. It's like, are you going to trust them to be there? Like, no, you're going to want somebody who says, yes, I will be there at that time. So soft talk creates soft results. Like how long have you been trying to lose weight? Right. Everybody's trying. It's like, stop trying, start doing, commit to these things. So the opposite of soft talk is solid talk. Um, so very affirming words. And then negations. This is focusing on what isn't, what wasn't, or what can't be. So I don't want to be late. Okay. What do you want? I do want to be on time. Got it. Um, so yeah, always focusing on what is wrong, what you don't want, what, yeah, is, is going wrong. And instead, um, focusing on affirmations. That's the opposite of negations. So focusing on what is, what was, or what can be. So, um, like clients tell me all the time, uh, like I have trouble focusing because I always get distracted. Okay. Let's break this down. You have trouble focusing because you always get distracted. So always is binary. It's either or. Do you always get distracted or do you sometimes get distracted? Okay, you probably don't always get distracted. You sometimes get distracted. So make that switch. It's not always and never. So you sometimes get distracted. Okay, what can you do? Okay, you can turn your phone on airplane mode and leave it in the other room. So that's not a distraction anymore. Okay, now we're moving into more affirming language. And then there's the projections, which I believe is one of the, the most, I think this is one of the, the most major things that, that people need to understand. Projections are rooted in pronouns. He, she, you, they, this, that, made me, dot, dot, dot. He never listens to me. Work is causing me stress. So with projections, you're placing your well-being on another person or external circumstance. This is basically the definition of the victim mentality. It's an acquired personality trait in which you believe that you are the victim of outside circumstances or events. And with projections, how we can start to change that is switching out the pronouns for I. And so it's like, he never listens to me. And then you can change that to, I never listen to me. And then you start to think about that. Is it accurate or inaccurate? And then we can start to, to play with some of these words. Another way you can do it is, he never listens to me. Again, never is binary. Does he never listen to you or does he sometimes listen to you? Okay, he sometimes listens to me. Now we can think, okay, what is my part into it? He sometimes listens to me and I, taking ownership and responsibility, I can get better at communication and listening to him first. 
So then he will be more receptive to listening to me. So instead of placing all of the, the, you know, the blame on other people, instead of taking ownership for, you know, you insert to, uh, to actually take action on the things that you can control. So those are the three main components of conflict language, uh, soft talk, negations, and projections. And then moving into the inverse of those, the architect language, the solid talk affirmations, and uh, what's the opposite of projections? Um, I'm blanking on it, but yeah, those switching conflict language to architect language is, that is profound. I love that you mentioned that. And um, yeah, just a couple of things to add. When we're talking about using our words and manifesting, using words like I desire more of, not I want or I need. I desire more of. Or if you want to throw a little magic in there, you can say I wish for. And then there's that too. And then that has a little bit more of like a gleeful, happy, sort of like positive energy when you're like, oh, I wish I desire more of this stuff. So I like to do that. And projections right now are super serious to be aware of from the spiritual and energetic perspectives right now, which is one of the deeper, deeper reasons why I'm turfing my social media this week, because I have no tolerance for number one, being told what I can and cannot say, because y'all deserve to know certain types of information to help you become your most radiant, vibrant and gorgeous, glorious versions. And number two, everyone's trying to sell you something. There's always a political agenda. The last couple of days after I've made the announcements, I'm turfing my social I've been scrolling on my feed. Number one, Instagram is glitching out like crazy. And number two, every single freaking thing I see is a political agenda or this, that, and the other thing. And that stuff's making us soft. We need to be more grounded, centered, balanced, and aligned, be more in the present moment, and being very careful of the word choices. When I am looking at something political, I'm cruising in the comments section, I see people using certain word choices that are literally projecting, they're like expecting the negative outcome. And so even if we're trying to like BITCH and complain to one another, it's like it's not constructive. Like what Joe Dispenza talks about is you can, you know, hash it out all you want about this axe or your partner doing this and the other thing. And when you hash it out, you're literally attracting more of that in. So you have to be very careful what you're letting permeate into your psyche at this time. So do you have any closing words for us today, Taylor? I would say learn how to breathe. I think everything is rooted in breath. Your stress response, whether that's in conversation, whether, and when I say conversation, you know, that could start as an argument. And when you're in that stressed out state, your breath is in your chest and you're not, you're not fully breathing. So think low and slow. So breathe in through your nose, into your belly, that immediately reduces your stress response, makes you, um, you know, more capable of handling the situation of responding instead of reacting. Right. So I'd say learn how to control your breathing. Uh, a good place to start is the physiological sigh. This is very simple, can be done anywhere at any time. So if you say you don't have time, that's a lie. You have time to breathe, right? So the physiological sigh is a double inhale, 
through the nose and a slow exhale uh, through the mouth. And humans do this naturally. You'll see dogs do this, like when the mailman comes and they get all stressed out and then they go forget about it. They're not still stressed out thinking, oh, what if the mailman comes back tomorrow? What am I going to do? No, they forget about it after they sigh. They let out this big, and then it's over. So humans need to learn how to do this instead of letting the story replay in your head. So again, the physiological sigh, I'll demonstrate. It's double inhale. You know, slow exhale. The longer the exhale, the more... Uh, the more you can reduce the stress response and get into that uh, parasympathetic rest and digest state. So the first inhale is you fill up your lungs almost completely. The second inhale is to completely fill everything and then prolonging the exhale. Even just one of those always uh, makes me feel much more grounded to tie it all back. Amazing. And in some of the research I'm doing regarding like EMFs and the impact on our blood flow or tissue perfusion, all of that is that there was a study in 2015 that I'm referencing in my paper that when we are grounded, like literally plugged into grounding port, being barefoot outside in nature, there is a degree of autonomic nervous system regulation on an actual hemodynamic level which when you're doing breath work, yes, it's getting you more in that parasympathetic rest and digest, but we also have to learn how to regulate the autonomic nervous system. So that's where cold therapy is also going to be coming in as well and helping you understand, okay, how can we not be so much in, in the ANS dysregulation and get more into the parasympathetic, uh, more regulated, relaxed state. That is where you're going to age slower because the more your heart beats, the faster you're going to die. <laughs> so you actually want to slow down your heart rate, a high heart rate metric, say for example, with your eight sleep or with your aura ring, uh, you need to make sure that you're keeping your stress levels down so that when you're sleeping, your heart rate will actually be lower as well. So there's some cool things that uh, Taylor and I both do that we would love for you to also um, start to integrate more of as well. So one of my beauty sleep stack hacks is the megbreakthrough.com forward slash Varga. So this is the magnesium breakthrough. Use promo code Varga10. Also introducing melatonin. It's powerful antioxidant. I do have a practitioner grade melatonin I can sell you. Just email me info at rachelvarga.ca. Epsom salt baths, light therapy before bed. So biohack your sleep ASAP if you're not already. And then also we can start to assist our physiology and our brain function using something called nootropics. So this is basically just going to give your body the cofactors it needs to be as awesome as possible. So you can actually check out newtopia.com forward slash Varga and use promo code Varga and save. Uh, focused savagery is one that I like uh, to stay as focused as possible. Um, there are some ways that you can kind of play around with nootropics, but I like blends focusing on clarity, positivity, calmness, and like I said, a little bit of focused savagery as well. So Taylor, how can people work with you and learn more about what you do and all of your awesomeness? Yeah, well, you got the, the website link up there. Uh, that needs to be updated. Uh, I'm most active on Instagram at captain underscore Taylor underscore Morgan. Uh, my podcast, the Captain's Lifestyle Podcast, wherever you 
get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, all the places. Um, so I would say until Instagram <laughs> bans me or, you know, something happens, I would say send me a DM on there. That's where you would get the uh, a response, usually within 24 to 48 hours. Awesome. And all of Taylor's contact details, you can access his Captain's Lifestyle Blueprint. You can book a session with him. It is all in the description box of this episode below. Well, thank you everyone for joining us here on another episode on the Rachel Varga podcast. I would love to meet with you and hang out with you. I do have one-on-one sessions available. Use promo code podcast 15 to save 15% on your one-on-one call with me. My skin camp's happening right now. Make sure you get registered for that. Pick up a copy of my ebook, Unlocking Your Vitality, and continue to subscribe and hang out with us here on the Rachel Oregon Podcast. We've got some pretty sweet guests coming on all the time, as well as almost daily solo episodes, audio only, because I can be a little bit more forthcoming and honest with the audio only stuff than I can um, here on the video sessions. And I might actually end up turfing my Facebook and YouTube as well. I'm not sure and switch completely to the audio format on the podcast. So register for my newsletter at rachelvarga.ca so that you also get updates as to when my next live streams happen, when new episodes are dropped, and for that little hit of encouragement and inspiration to help you on the straight and narrow with your body, mind, spirit, energy to help you bring forth a higher level of radiance and beauty. Thank you so much, Taylor, for joining us all on the show here. I hope you have an awesome day and I look forward to connecting with you again in the future. Thank you very much, Rachel. It was a pleasure.